We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take a sec and answer one of the most commonly asked questions I get asked. Can I come with you? Well, the quick answer is yes. I host two trips a year that are open to you, but these are not your typical group trips. These are intimate adventures that allow you to travel responsibly, connect authentically, and experience a new culture alongside those that call it home. If you're interested in learning more about how you can travel with me or what destinations are on the docket for this coming year, then head to the link in the show notes and join my travel community. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, then you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the most beautiful parts of this world are those we get to connect with. I love the opportunity hosting these trips gives me to share some of those amazing people with some of you in real life. And if you're tuning in for the first time, then I'm so excited to share one of those amazing humans with you right now. Today, I want to introduce you to Tyson. Tyson is a friend of mine that I first connected with, uh, I think through social media, but then back in the Bahamas, uh, back in December. And, uh, One that has evaded me getting to share with you guys a little bit, Um, but we are here sailing through the Sea of Cortez and uh, Tyson, in addition to just being uh, an incredible boat captain, uh, skipper, I know there's a few words that get to be used in there, is just an awesome human being. He's somebody who has just a lot of life that he's experienced, but also one that has uh, an ability I've noticed and gotten to observe that when he's around other people, he can absorb and be present for them and and just make them feel welcome and share with them, but also be very aware of of the dynamics of other people and just genuinely cares about everyone's experience overall and often puts others even at risk to himself uh, before himself. And it's just one that I've... I've gotten to learn a lot from, whether it comes from the boat, from the sea, uh, from him as a person, and uh, he's just a, somebody I'm, I'm honored to get to call a friend now, and uh, I'm very excited to share a bit of more of who he is with you guys, so Tyson, thank you for finally letting me drag you here. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm really happy to be here with you in the aquarium of the world. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. We've been on a slight hunt for some some marine life and uh, had some successes and hoping for even more so yeah if you hear a little bit we are sitting on the back of the sailboat here and uh, just kind of sun's just coming up and getting a little lapping of the water on the back of the boat as well but um, so I have a list of questions I work through with every guest they're all designed at getting to know you your perspective and experience and your view of the world there's no wrong answers because it's you so answer as you feel led and uh, we'll dive right in okay looking forward to it all right. First one is, who do you define yourself as? I think, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm a creative mm. um, and an adventurer. Very curious about, about the world around me. And I think that curiosity has led me to some very unique, you know, situations and, um, you know, and meeting some very interesting, very interesting people. You know, and I think my... It, it seems like a never-ending desire, you know, to want to see more places and meet more people um, has put me in some very unique positions. And 
um, you know, really set a standard, I think, you know, for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, that's cool. I think that very much aligns with at least what I know about you and how you live. I think, you know, how we see ourselves is, is a way that we, we pursue life. And it is, it's really cool to see how you as an adventurer and a curious mind and a curious spirit has led you where it's led you in life. So yeah, that's awesome. Next one's easier. What is your favorite food? Uh, Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great that we're in Mexico right now, but, um, yeah, I've had a, for the last 20 years, I've had a love affair with Mexican food. Um, I went vegetarian about nine, nine years ago. Um, and so my choices have just has shifted a little, you know, at one time it was tacos al pastor. Um, but now, you know, I mean, queso fundido, um, you know, might be, you know, somewhere at the top of there, but, uh, all things Mexican. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I feel like I always say that like, you know, tacos are one of the things that everybody always wants. There's never a bad time for tacos. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's just so much, you know, just so much love and history and, you know, association mm -hmm. with, you know, with family and mm -hmm. memories, you know, that they mm -hmm. come with food, you know, that I, that I really love. And yeah, Mex Mexican food is definitely captures that essence for me yeah for sure that's cool yeah well we're in a good place for it then um are you reading anything right now actually yeah i'm reading designing your life by bill burnett okay. um and it's it's been really fascinating um to read it bill burnett um works at the um, institute of design at stanford university and the book really is about adapting design principles um to your life you know, in, in the same way that somebody would, you know, design a keyboard for ergonomics or design a bicycle, you know, something that just, you know, works and is functional, um, but it allows the user, you know, to reach their potential. Um, you know, it encourages us to use the same kind of design principles, um, you know, that, that designers would use, you know, in, 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 in our own lives. And so I'm, I'm finding it, yeah, really fascinating reading. I think it's really great just to take inventory you know, every so often of our lives to make sure that we're heading in a direction, you know, that that will allow us to arrive where we want to be in another 5, 10, 20 years from now. Very much agree with that. Yeah, that's cool. It's a neat way to, a neat uh, perspective to kind of view that and I haven't thought about that. I have yeah. this like never ending list of books that from everybody interview gives me one that I'm like, oh crap, I'm never going to get through these. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds awesome. It's really cool. It's a neat way to, to kind of view that. Uh, what would you say is your greatest fear? Maybe cliche, dying alone. Hmm. <laughs> oh, some cliches are cliches for a reason, though. No, yeah, but there's, there's truth there. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is definitely something I think a lot of people can relate to and what that would mean if that were to happen. Um, I guess in that vein, what would you say that you value the most? Consistency. Hmm. I think uh, in terms of, well, in, in, in terms of human interaction, you know, I mean, Consistency in terms of people being there. I don't necessarily mm. need the same routine every mm. day, you know, waking up in the morning and doing the same thing, you know, for 365 days of the year. Um, but I want to know that I want to be, I feel confident that I'm there for the people that I love and the people mm. that I love are there for me. So mm -hmm. I want to have that consistency of accessibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate the way you framed that. I think that makes a lot of sense that, yeah, to know that there's like a, a consistent and a reliability to the people that matter to us and knowing that we also matter to those individuals as well. Absolutely. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I can. Yeah. 
I, I, I want to be able to show up for people, hmm. you know, and I, I really appreciate when people do the same for me. Hmm. You know, and I know that life gets crazy and, you know, we live in a, in a world and, you know, we operate and do business in, a, in an economy, you know, that allows us to, you know, to travel and be mobile. Hmm. Um, and s but, but just knowing that, th you know, that the people that, you know, that we rely on for moral support and social support and, um, you know, coaching and direction, you know, mm -hmm. um, are, are there for us you mm -hmm. know, when, when we need them. And in turn, you know, that I can be there mm -hmm. for, for people who rely on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you to be somebody who your word means something to you and, you know, you show up when you say you are, you will. And, uh, yeah, I think from my experience with you, that is something that I appreciate in you and I have found in you is that is that consistency and that reliability of yeah he's going to be present because that's a value and it 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 feeds off of that desire and ability to return that to you as well so it's really cool uh when was the last time you felt joy oh why is this <laughs> <so> difficult <laughs> I mean <coughs> well yesterday we we found a, a fever um, of mobulas, which mm -hmm. was literally thousands. You know, we, we happened upon a, um, a fever of mobulas that were jumping out of the water, doing bat flips, doing belly flops. And we were able to, you know, cautiously enter the water, you know, with, with literally thousands of these beautiful animals. And so I, I think I, I, I do feel joy, you know, when I feel that I'm in nature and with nature and, you know, interacting with nature in a, in a way that's responsible and 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 sustainable. Um, you know, with little little or no impact. Mm. And so, being able to observe, you know, one of the marvels of you know this beautiful place that we're in, and one of the marvels of of nature yesterday was just an incredible experience that allowed me to feel a lot of joy. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, and and even just seeing like what we would see from the boat as opposed to under the water as opposed to from the drone like it's crazy how our like our vantage point and like what we think we're 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 witnessing is just like magnified by what's actually there it was it was pretty incredible that's an interesting observation there's always something more as we approached these mobulas i mean we we saw them from about a half a mile away and we saw some jumping mobulas and you know just a handful mm -hmm. two three four you know, but we knew that there was something under the surface, but it wasn't until we raised the drone that we realized that, you know, even though we were only seeing, you know, maximum two at a time jumping out of the water, there were literally thousands, yeah. thousands under the water. And we could only gain that perspective by mm -hmm. raising a camera mm -hmm. higher than us all and, and mm -hmm. looking down, mm -hmm. you know, with a, with a view of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, definitely something... Uh, a beautiful moment and a good a good life reminder too but yeah it's really cool for sure um when was the last time you were afraid and why yeah i mean yeah, as somebody um, who spends a lot of time in situations that i mean you've experienced my fear on multiple occasions waking you up be like tyson is the boat supposed to be doing that is everything okay and there's there's moments like that that i have that it's i very much appreciate your your ability to stay calm and understand i think you are somebody that really can understand a situation and, and not let fear kind of in those not not fear but like kind of like that initial like oh my gosh what's happening like you have such a knowledge of what you're doing and what i've experienced you in that it doesn't 
yeah, things like that don't seem to pop in as often. I feel like, you know, I, I, I do want to exercise a, you know, a reasonable amount of caution mm-hmm. um, in, in all situations. Mm. And I mean, I, maybe I can give you an example from last night. We anchored um, in a bay called Ensenada Grande last night, and we had some winds coming in from the southwest um, at around 20 knots. Um, I'm sure I woke up at least 10 times mm-hmm. during the night uh, last night. Um, you know, and if, you know, may, perhaps my fear was that our anchor was dragging. Mm. And we are, we're very close, you know, to some, you know, cliffs that stretch about 100, 200 feet yeah. um, above the, you know, the ocean's surface. And um, I, I, am afri- <laughs> I was afraid. Yeah, that, that if our anchor was dragging, mm-hmm. that um, our boat could, um, in essence, you know, scrape up against these rocks uh, and cause damage to the vessel. Um, fortunately, you know, I mean, I, I could rest assured that I took all the necessary caution, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to make sure that our anchor was, was laid out. I mean, we put out about 150 feet of chain. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, you know, being in 20 feet of water. Mm. Um, so I know that I put out far more, you know, chain than was necessary. And, um, you know, however, e- even in, in doing that, um, it, in ev- every instance that I woke up last night, I was very, you know, careful to come in, you know, to check, you know, check the anchor mm-hmm. and, uh, just to, to assure myself that we weren't, that we weren't dragging, um, because if we were, um, I would just have, I would have to make corrections. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, I think it's just proper, um, you know, sailing, um, you know, behavior to just, you know, check and recheck and just, you know, be constantly assuring you mm-hmm. know, myself and, you know, the guests on board, mm-hmm. you know, that we are, that we have a strong holding. That we're good. Yeah, it does. It helps me be less afraid when I, there's moments when I look over and I'm like, all right, he's fine. So we're fine. (laughs) But yeah, that's cool for sure. Uh, Would you say that there's a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? I'm learning all the time. I think I'm I'm not so convinced, you know, that change happens in humans um, often. You know, I think that we have moments for growth. Um, You know, I, I still feel that I'm the same person I was when I was four years old. You know, mm. I mean, I, I've 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 been the same person, um, but I've had a lot of moments that have allowed me to grow and expand and to learn and spread my wings. And um, I think change in humans is rare, mm. um, but I think growth is mm. is is a lot more common. Something that allows us to, you know, to understand the world around us. You know, with greater depth and something that allows us to understand people and interpersonal communication and you know how we how we function as as uh, you know as, as a society yeah and if, if i can pinpoint one instance um yeah well i mean i think yeah, i mean i think i've i've suffered i think tremendous setbacks and tremendous failures um in in my life um one that comes to mind you know in, in 2016 i fell off of a cliff in uh, while hiking in Aspen, Colorado. And um, I broke both of my legs, my hips, my arms. I suffered mm-hmm. um, a lung contusion and blood mm-hmm. clots and um, several um, 
shattered teeth. I mean, I had lacerations on my face and my scalp. You know, it put me in the hospital for, you know, the next three or four months, um, just laying in a hospital bed. You know, I wasn't able to move freely, obviously, you know, with these broken bones. Um, you know, I wasn't even able to use the bathroom um, by myself. Um, you know, and, and that that was an opportunity for me to, you know, realize, you know, or, or at least reconfirm the things in my life, you know, that, 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 I, that I value. And I, th I remember, you know, laying there in that hospital bed, for, you know, for months on end um, and, you know, and eating, let's say, for example, eating terrible <laughs> hospital food and, and recognizing that, you know, that, that having a good meal and eating good food is something that brings me tremendous joy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, you know, as much until it was taken away from me, you know, and, mm -hmm. and they were feeding me, you know, um, reheated, you know, scrambled eggs and, and chocolate milk and jello cups and, you know, I mean, really terrible food for months on end. Um, you know, life is, I, I learned, you know, life is too short to, to, uh, to eat terrible food. <laughs> life, life is, life is also too short to you know spend our time with anyone less than you know mm -hmm. the ones that we love and the ones mm -hmm. that can help us grow mm -hmm. um you know i mean life is life is fragile i mean i i, I literally you know in, in that moment in in july in 2016 i mean i i was i was i, I almost died and there is a parallel universe you know where i'm not sitting here you know yeah. discussing and talking yeah. with you um you know if the impact that would have that, that occurred on my legs that shattered both of my patellas and my um tibial plateau mm. had that happened you know to my head w yeah. i certainly wouldn't be here and that was a, an experience which really caused me to evaluate what brings me joy and what things that i need to prioritize in my life mm -hmm. um because i mean i spent you know the greater part of a year um, in some tremendous, you know, pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was very s small things, you know, that were able to make me happy. And I had to be very deliberate in seeking those out because in the midst of all this, you know, my body trying to put itself back together, um, you know, post, you know, seven different surgeries, um, you know, I had to recognize what small things in my life brought me joy and what type of people and who the people were you know, that were my, my sources of support, mm -hmm. um, that I really needed to focus on to, mm -hmm. to bring them closer. Yeah, very much. I mean, yeah, it's a, I think so many people fear those situations where they're like, what if something happens to my body and I can't be or do like the things that make me feel like I am who I am and, and to lose that ability for so long, like you said, to be at the mercy of who's caring for you in a hospital and eating things that I don't understand that never make anybody feel better, <laughs> but <laughs> to be in a position like that. And then also to have the time to just say like, wow, this could have gone actually, this actually somehow could have gone worse, but here I am. And it's almost like you get a new lease on life and you go, okay, like I'm still here. I don't have the same functioning body that I did, but I am still here. And, and to view it as like, all right, well, wh what do I want to do? What do I really value? What's what really brings me joy? Yeah. I can confidently say, you know, were it not for that event, you and I wouldn't be mm -hmm. sitting here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that event, 
you know, severely reduced the functionality of my legs. I can't play soccer anymore. I can't run. Um, you know, skateboarding was mm -hmm. something that gave me an enormous amount of joy in my life, and I haven't been able to do that since. Yeah. Snowboarding as well. Yeah. Um, and so the reason we're sitting on a sailboat today is because I recognize that I want to live, you know, an active, full life. Yeah. Um, but there are some sports, you know, some activities that I just can't engage in anymore. Mm -hmm. And s I identified sailing as something that I was interested in, that I could engage in fully, um, but I just needed to pivot. Yeah. And so, you know, we're sailing today and we're not snowboarding um, because I recognized, you know, the, the need to, to pivot and stay active. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, sailing has given me an incredible amount of... Um, joy and an incredible amount of satisfaction you know just being able to spend you know great amounts of time in, in nature you know spending great amounts of time you know with with wildlife and large animals mm -hmm. whales um, yeah. you know sharks sea lions yeah. um you know that that experience you know with with breaking my body um, at that point has mm. also opened up new avenues and doors you know to explore and now we're sitting on a sailboat, you know, far outside of anywhere near cell or internet reception. Yeah. Um, you know, in a remote cove um, in the in the Sea of Cortez. And um, I'm very happy right now. Yeah. I think you share something there that uh, I think a lot of people really need to hear that, like, sometimes, yeah, we lose the ability to do the thing we want most or, or something we want most becomes unattainable. And... A lot of times, uh, I'm sure you as well, we see people who say, all right, well, I'm just going to be sad, or this is what I uh, I got, this is my lot in life. But for you to sit there and say, like, okay, well, what can bring me joy? What can I do? Here's the things I value. I value exploring. I value seeing new things. But all right, my limitations are here, but what can I do? What can I learn? What can I press into? And I just think it's extremely admirable and, and hopefully encouraging to others to say, like, oh, I can have an entire and beautiful full life that sure there's sadness in what I'm missing because of what I used to love, but there's also a choice to appreciate it for, for what it still can be. Um, Mindset is at the core of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had an opportunity where I could have said, you know what, adventure is now gone from my life, you know, and yeah. I, I don't have the ability to adventure anymore because I don't have full working use of my legs. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, th that wasn't really an option, you know, for me to say that, you know, that this chapter is closed. It was an option for me, though, to say that, y you know what, I'm going to pivot. And adventure is still part of it. That mm -hmm. adventure doesn't necessarily include, you know, skateboarding or, mm -hmm. you know, things that would bring high impact to my <laughs> knees or legs. But I can still be adventurous um, and pivot and y engage in activities that... Uh, Th th that are within the boundaries of my yeah. you know capabilities of my body yeah very much so no i really appreciate you and thank you for sharing all of that i'm sure it was not not one of the most fun situations for sure but yeah um so you have known me for a little bit now and we've been on some excursions here but uh what is something you think you and i have in common I think we both have a, you know, mutual curiosity for the world around us. You know, I think we're genuinely interested in people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, th I think that, you know, what, what I've noticed about you and what I see in myself, yeah, I mean, that we, 
I don't think we approach people as as utilities or or tools, you know, but but we approach people in relationships as I think assets in our lives, you know, that that really, you know, just that having relationships and friendships, you know, that these are things that enrich our lives. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in <coughs> in a way that's not selfish. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that in, in, in turn we also have the ability, you know, I think we also recognize that we have the ability to enrich the the lives of others around us. So I think, you know, that we both have the ability to see life, you know, three-dimensionally. You know, we can kind of anticipate um, these these steps. You know, we, we, we can anticipate, you know, the, the true value of our, of, our, of our relationships and the true value of, you know, our, our explorations and our, our, you know, knowledge acquisition and our knowledge sharing. You know, and recognizing that these are things far greater than the moment that they exist in, you know, but they have a ripple effect, you know, impact that, you know, this conversation that we're having right now will have, you know, something, I don't know what that is, but it will have some type of impact, you know, in a decade yeah. from now. And, you know, it, it will come back to find us um, in a way that uplifts and enriches in, in some way that I cannot verbalize right now <laughs> yeah no i think in some ways it's kind of cool go like we how could we verbalize we don't know where it's going to go we don't know what the impact that it's going to have but i love that and I, I appreciate so much getting to share uh those qualities with you and and seeing them so prevalent in you it's 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 things very much like the way you pulled that of just saying like that you value people um and you see them for the way that they enrich life but not in a selfish way um, but in a way that says, like, I know what I can bring this person, and I know what they can bring, and I know what we together can do to impact the world for the better. And I think sometimes we can forget that that's that's a real life option for how we how we show up in the world and how we connect with others. So I really I really appreciate that very much in you for sure. So that's cool. Uh, what is something you are looking forward to later this year? Um, I'm heading to French Polynesia for two months to. Uh, photograph migrating humpback whales um, you know these humpbacks have made a 5,000 mile journey from Antarctica uh, the rich very rich feeding grounds in Antarctica um, and they've gone to you know they, they travel you know for a month and a half to French Polynesia um, where they birth their young and also find new mating partners and to see this miraculous um, you know natural uh, experience um, firsthand is, is just incredible you know to to be you know alongside these goliaths you know that are thousands of pounds um, and just to see how how gentle um, you know they can be um, is something that I'm really looking forward to you know I was able to spend a couple of weeks last year um, with with them in French Polynesia and to know that I'm, I'll be with them for two months uh, this season um, is yeah something I've really been putting a lot of thought and effort into you know into planning, and um, yeah the, I mean that's uh, still a few months away, but uh, you know I, I think it, it takes a lot of work to pull off a mission like this, and so I'm glad that I've had ample time to to prepare. But I'm really looking forward to spending my August through October in uh, yeah. in the Society Islands. Yeah, that's really cool, and and something that I'm you know knowing you and knowing what what you what like puts a spark in your eye like i'm excited for you to to experience that and and to really be present there and 
excited to to join you in that location unfortunately after that season but still join you there and, and see that place for its beauty and everything as well but yeah that's something worth looking forward to big time um on the other side of that is there anything you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world today i i spent many years as as a journalist you, you might know i mean i've worked mm-hmm. for you know the huffington post the associated press the new york times um, and during that time, you know, I was able to travel to some quite inhospitable parts of the globe and see firsthand the effects of conflict, of war, of poverty, of, of famine. And so, you know, I, I think I can say, you know, without sounding cliche, you know, that that I think some, you know, although I do believe that some healthy conflict you know, is is appropriate, you know, for ourselves in navigating our lives. Um, you know, I I wish that you know I, I wish that <coughs> mass conflict that res, you know mm-hmm. that resulted in in in, in mass deaths um, you know didn't exist. You know, I, I wish that um, you know the illegal occupation of lands which result in you know, it, it ultimately result, you know, in, in, in the deaths, uh, you know, and in, in, in apartheid and genocides of, of people, um, you know, didn't, didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of turmoil, you know, in, in, in the Middle East, and there, there's also a lot of reconciliation that needs to happen where we're from in, in North America, um, you know, in, in terms of <coughs> the effects of colonization and occupation, um, you know, these are things you know that we we can't change. You know, but if I wish that things were different, you know, I, yeah, I think I wish that we, you know, and again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I really wish that we can, you know, approach this, you know, scenario in a way that recognizes, you know, the the evils that have been inflicted on people, um, and move towards. Um, you know, a solution that that's reconcilable, that you know maybe doesn't bring back what was lost because that's impossible, but something that can acknowledge and give due respect, you know, for the atrocities, you know, that have mm. brought us to to these these places. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and and like you said, you do you come at that from a perspective of of personal experience of witnessing these things firsthand and and seeing that and and as a journalist and your years in that field specifically just documenting and and bringing life to those stories and and giving a giving a broader voice to the experience that some people have had and allowing the world to to know the reality of that suffering and the reality of you know the impact of of things that we have humanity we as humanity have sometimes not made the best decisions and again yeah like you said hindsight's 2020 but we can do better and there's more more to move forward and so yeah i think that would make our world a bit better could do that what would you say um makes you feel known and valued when i'm appreciated (coughs) for my work you know and my contribution to you know the collective knowledge base of mankind um you know i've had the fortunate opportunity to work on many documentary projects you know mm-hmm. where I've been in positions as a writer as a director mm-hmm. um, you, you know uh, some important you know some 
valuable creative positions mm -hmm. in terms of storytelling and you know so I, I I do feel you know important and acknowledged when I think when I'm when I'm challenged you know mm. about about my work mm. you know when, when I'm asked <coughs> inquisitive insightful questions about you know the the whys and hows you know to to how I framed certain stories or how I gathered you know certain stories my my most recent film streaming now on Hulu called The Last Tourist um, that's something that's brought me a lot of satisfaction and I think the greatest satisfaction you know that I have is in you know in the Q&A sessions following screenings of the film whether at festivals or you know or in other environments um, but having people internalize you know some of the, the messaging um, and the lessons you know that are shared within you know w within these stories um, and being able to see people kind of have you know these internal battles these internal conflicts um, you know recognizing that the world's not black and white you know and it's different shades of of gray and I think you know I gain a lot of satisfaction out of challenging people to in challenging people in their very con you know in, in their conventional beliefs you know that recognizing that we've seen things you know, a, a very certain way, you know, within a very... We, we've seen things in a, in a very certain way, you know, with it within certain confines and constructs, and being able to, you know, to, to look at them from a different perspective, um, you know, I, I gain a lot of satisfaction, you know, from being able to see people challenged in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much. And, yeah, I, I, I knew it would have come up at some point. If not, I would have brought it up. But, yeah, that, that film... I know you've done a lot of work and 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 many uh many different aspects of production and creativity and writing like you said but yeah that one specifically uh, you know even when I when I saw that I was like this is it's something that I know has changed uh a lot of people's perspective on the way they view travel the way they view the world the way they view um the impact and the power that they have when they do those things and I think it's just it's something that's really, I mean, even conversations that I've, I've had as a result of that, it's, it's, it's really, it's really neat to see the impact that even that one, that one piece of work that you've put out has done. So yeah, I can see that. And there is something to be saying like, yeah, when somebody acknowledges that what I'm putting out and the effort I'm putting into something is making an impact that I get to be challenged and say like, how can I take this concept or this idea or this bit of knowledge that, that others need to hear uh, and present it in a way that they're gonna they're gonna listen to it and they're gonna value it and uh yeah it's really it's really cool to to see that and to to know that that others are benefiting and our world is benefiting in a way from from your work and that was is very cool so appreciate you saying that thank you no it's yeah it was one of my i think i saw your film before we met um like we had already connected and had plans but then i and i saw it and i was like i'm really excited to to, to spend more time with you because anybody who's able to put that together and, and, and create conversation, I think that's really what it's about is being able to create conversation, not just to educate, but to create a, a desire to know more and desire to talk more. I think that's, that's really where we gain growth. But yeah, that's cool. Um, all right. So this one, I know you are from based in Canada, um, but where do you call home and what makes it home to you? The west coast of Canada's home. I mean, I've. I didn't realize, you know. I think how, what kind of connection I had with that 
place you know until until I left home home is the Rocky Mountains and west um, particularly you know Vancouver the Fraser Valley and Vancouver Island I didn't realize the depth of the connection that I had with the place until I traveled abroad and you know I've traveled over 70 countries yeah um, and I didn't really realize how beautiful and wonderful home is uh, until I had the opportunity to leave and then come back. Hmm. That's cool. I actually uh, got to spend some time in the Canadian Rockies beginning of this year and very much understand a connection to that place. It's quite beautiful, but yeah, it's cool. It's neat to have something to, to call home a place that is just the magnitude and the expanse of it. It's just truly beautiful. So yeah cool. it's and it's not just i mean it's it's certainly the environment you know because mm. I, I love the mountains and lakes and rivers but it's also the people of course you know that's it's where i was born it's where i grew up um and i have so many valuable friendships you know and family um in the area that yeah that i i, I f- for the duration of my life i don't think that that will ever change like that will ever not mm. be home and i've i've spent extensive periods away mm-hmm. you know I, I've just moved back last year after 10 years away mm-hmm. um, but it's still it's still home it, yeah. it, it grows and it changes and it evolves you know the the city um, but it's it will always be my home that's cool like, yeah. um, what is something you wish you didn't struggle with procrastination <laughs> um, yeah procrastination kills me hmm. it it kills me and it's it, it's amazing how I can I've I have several examples of how it will take me weeks to draft an email you know that that takes me five or ten minutes you know and I I will you know something that 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 once it's done it just feels so simple um, but I you know I I've, I'm I love jumping into things that I enjoy doing like I enjoy organizing and, and planning um you know adventures and bringing people together and these are things that you know i I don't need an excuse to go do um there are some difficult you know conversations and there's difficult things in life and um you know i've i've had a tendency to procrastinate in the past and i wish that that didn't exist because i i've wasted so much time um putting things off you know where uh, in every respect it would have been better just to to address it immediately and you know and just and do things yeah procrastination is my Achilles hmm. heel fair enough I, uh, my only chuckling came from the fact that um, like I said you were a little hard to get to nail down on this he puts me off sometimes on this podcast, the podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah. so no no just that just joking in that but yeah I can I can understand that I think you're definitely not alone in that as I don't know. Yeah, we were quick to jump into the things we really enjoy, and the ones we don't, we're like, uh, let's do something else first. <laughs> so, very much. Um, what is something you used to struggle with, but don't anymore, or have grown in? At one point, I had a stutter. Hmm. Honestly, I probably do still, you know, struggle a little bit with with stutter, but I've gotten over it, you know, for for the most part. And I think that I was able to do that just by being able to slow down and organize my thoughts, you know, in a way that, uh, you know, just helped me work through that. 
you know, think mm. before I speak. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I've definitely never noticed it in you for sure, but I can not in the same way, but understand that a little bit. I feel like, um, I know in like in high school specifically, or maybe in middle school, like when I'd write something, there'd be like things missing because my brain was like three words ahead. And it's like, yeah, you said like s- slowing down and I, I, I can appreciate that. And like triggered that thought for me where I was like, yeah, we just chill for a minute. Think of what actually needs to come out and, and just wait. Like it usually comes out clearer and a little bit more accurate. Yeah. For some of us where our brains run, you know, at, at a very fast rate, you know, it's, it, it's not at the same pace as our ability to express those yep. thoughts. Yeah. Very much so. I can definitely, I can definitely understand and relate to that. Um, I'm sure there are many things and I know I've learned a ton from you in our sailing expeditions, but, uh, what is something you are confident in helping somebody else through or with? Physical trauma. Mm. I, I feel I've become a lot more sympathetic, you know, because I've Mm. been through it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I, I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for people who have suffered physical trauma and I think that it's something now that you know that when I see it occurring in the lives of <coughs> either people that I know or people you know that I might have connection with it you know at, at, at arm's length or you know second degree connection it's uh, it's actually something that I seek out now because I know how difficult that experience was for me mm. going through in my rehabilitation and I learned very valuable lessons and I'm, I have a desire, you know, to be a, a, a source of support um, and empathy, you know, for people that are, that are going through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much, for anybody who doesn't know Tyson, it's very much in his nature um, to be somebody who cares and supports others and, and gives what he can. So it very much aligns to say, like, well, I've experienced this really not great thing and now I understand it and maybe have more of a depth of sympathy for those that are also enduring that time or going through a time like that in their life and to say like, all right, yeah, it really can help them. That's, that's a really cool thing to, to feel a strength and to share with somebody else. Um, all right, this one's fun and challenging, but if I were to give you $10,000 and you have to spend it in two weeks and you can't give it away, what are you doing with it? I'm just going to throw it into my in- investment account. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not going to spend it. I, yeah, I have, I think I have odd spending habits. Like, <laughs> I, it, it doesn't matter how much money I'm making. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I, I still find that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm st- I still live very modestly. Um, and, you know, e- even though I have, you know, I've seen, you know, um, you know, great increases in, you know, in, in my earning potential, um, yeah, I still live in, you know, the same place and drive the same cars and vacation, you know, the, the same way. So I, d- I don't think money really affects, you know, my my life hmm. too much. It's a fun place to be. And I think one that many people don't know what to do with. But <laughs> I think it's cool to say, like, yeah, I'm good where I'm at and just enjoying it. Let's see. Um, is there anything you wish you could say to somebody you love, but maybe they're not in a place that they would hear it the way you want them to or receive it for the heart that you intend it and uh, don't tell me who if so there's a lot of people 
you know, I mean, well, not necessarily a lot, but you know, I, I, I feel like I want the words "I love you" just to flow a lot f more freely from my lips. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that 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 was also something you know that was a realization for me. You know, when I was going through this very traumatic, um, you know, physical episode in in 2016, you know, and recognizing how fragile life can be, um, you know, it's really important that that we are a lot freer, you know, with those words, I love you. Yeah. And letting people know, you know, there's, there are, those words carry a lot more meaning when we do share them rather than holding them, holding them in. And I, I think that, that that was, I mean, you know, I think to go back to a previous question you asked, like that was a mind shift in me. You know, those three words, I think I held very close and I didn't share them that often because I felt that they were so important. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, after almost dying, I had that shift where I thought, you know what, like I need, if, if I was to hold those words in and not share them because I felt that they were so valuable, and if I was to disappear having never shared them, well then they really hold no value. And the only way that those words can hold their maximum value is when, you know, we, we share them, you know, when, when we share those words um, authentically. Yeah, very much. Yeah, like the thing that's, most precious and most important like in a weird way like as a kid maybe or maybe as an adult we have like the the things we're eating on our plate and we save the favorite part for last and it's like sometimes like it's good to be the the kid slash the adult that just gives the good thing out first and and shares those v most valuable things quickly because you're right we don't know what we have or when we will or whatnot but yeah i appreciate that a lot um, on the other side of that, is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love? Yeah, I think, you know, if, if I was to, I think it, it's a difficult pill to swallow, you know, if, if, if I, y you know, when I hear that somebody feels that I'm not acting in, you know, my, my best interests or I'm, I'm not acting in a way that allows me to reach my full potential or, you know, put me on the road to my full potential. Mm. If, if, if there's potential that's, that's underutilized mm -hmm. or, or not utilized, you know, that's, that's something that's, you know, that, that, uh, yeah, it would be, is a difficult thing to, yeah. to hear because it's, it's not what I want for my life. <coughs> um, but I'm certain, you know, that it exists in, in, in various areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The desire to say like, I hope I'm being received and represented for who I want to be and I hope yeah. people are taking that with them and it, you know and I have people in my life that rely on me mm -hmm. and if I hear that you know for some reason that they're disappointed in me mm. you know because it's related to that then yeah that's a difficult thing for me too yeah as, to with, many, as with many of us but yeah appreciate you sharing that uh, what would you say makes you feel at peace home being in nature being home yeah yeah I'm, I'm probably away from home more than half the time mm. um, yeah, being being home you know being in you know in, in not necessarily you know like the four walls of the apartment mm -hmm. but just you know being on the west coast of Canada being in nature you know, listening to being uh, listen to, listening to the you know to the spring birds singing you know being in the mountains listening to the you know to the quiet air of of you know the 
the ski hill you know it's it's mm. uh, just being home gives, gives me a lot of peace yeah very much that's cool um would you say that life feels steady or uncertain for you right now uncertain hmm. there's always an air of uncertainty <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think in my life um you know sometimes I, i'm yeah i mean I, I think i have i have by 2023 mapped out very well um 2024 um you know i, I think I'm, I'm in the position now where i'm you know i'm kind of making some career shifts and i'm exploring different you know avenues and opportunities um i have no doubt that whatever path i choose you know will be wonderful mm. i just not don't necessarily know what that path is you know if we go back to the book that i had mentioned to you you know designing your life um one valuable lesson you know that i've learned in that book is that there's not one correct way to live our lives mm-hmm. um there are multiple avenue you know th- th- there are multiple ways that we can design our own lives mm-hmm. and they are all correct yeah um and you know that's one thing that i remind myself you know on a, on a regular basis like i can do x i can do y i can do z and they're all correct and they can all bring me happiness and satisfaction um i just need to choose one and do it well hmm. i love that because i feel very similar in some ways where it's like i think yeah like it can look like anything but sometimes we forget that like I, I don't have to, like, it's not like I only have one option. I can choose any of these, but I just have to choose it, go in it, and do it well, and and to see where it leads, and, yeah, it's, I feel like even, you know, similarly within a, as a creative individual that you are, as a, somebody who, you know, pursues life the way that you do, like, even having your life planned out through 2023 is sometimes more steady than many people, <laughs> so yeah it's cool it's cool to see where that leads and yeah and your shifts and i'm excited for you for what's ahead i know i know there's some amazing things whatever they end up being yeah i've I've also noticed that it's a personality trait in me that Mm. i i can thrive in environments of uncertainty Mm -hmm. um i believe that i you know I, i can see a bigger picture and you know i have no doubt that success will follow um however you know it's the road that i take know to get there yeah there, there's many great options yeah and yeah well the road that i choose um yeah just i, I think you know come 2024 2025 because again i i am i'm in a place where i'm you know considering some dramatic you know career shifts very much yeah yeah no stay tuned to see what tyson's got next guys <laughs> Um, so this is my loaded question because there's always got to be at least one. But um, if there, is there anything you wish you could say to the opposite sex um, that maybe they wouldn't receive while coming from you as a man? Um, whether it's a compliment, a criticism, something you wish they knew about men, something you wish they knew about themselves, or however you would would take that question. I think women have things figured out pretty well. I, I feel like they're a lot more intuitive and intelligent than men. I, I don't think there's anything that I wish, you know, that I could tell women but can't. You know, I feel that the women in my life I can share pretty freely with. You know, I think that there's m- many um, things that I, as a man, need to keep my mouth shut about, mm. you know, if, you know, for sure when it comes to choices and bodies and 
you know, and and you know, re reproductive rights. You know, th mm. these are these are conversations that many times I don't have. You know, I, I don't have any business. You know, being involved in, and I think that's that's very important. You know, for a man mm. is recognizing when they just need to like shut up and back out because mm. it's you know this it doesn't concern you it's not about you and i think you know particularly right now you, you know when we, when we look at the news cycle and conversations that are happening you know on a on a, on a national level um it's probably more important that men shut up more often than you know than than speak up hmm. men need to listen hmm. all right not to sound like i have a bent on one way or the other in that but i can appreciate that and uh, yeah i think there is yeah something to be said for saying like i think we can listen more and know when it's not our place and i think it's something we all can take from for sure as men women however we identify ourselves as no one to no one to shut up <laughs> no one to stop and back out yeah no i can appreciate that um I don't know how you feel about public speaking. Something tells me you've been in many situations where you've spoken to spoken to groups of people before and shared something you're passionate about. But um, if you were to have a large audience before you and you were to share a bit of advice, a life lesson, just something you feel that humanity should know, what would you share? There's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, things change, you mm. know, and, and things will get better. You know, and I think in the darkest moments of our lives, when we believe that, you know, this is all there is, sometimes time can be a great healer. You know, things, things do get better. Hmm. It's not removing ourselves, you know, I, th I think, you know, removing ourselves from particular environments or moving environments, you know, can have some effect. But I think the greatest effects that we can have is, you know, is, is a shift in mindset. You know, our our passions and our challenges and our addictions and our deficiencies, like they will follow us, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of our environment. Um, but the only things that can really make lasting change is a mindset shift, which mm -hmm. is far more difficult to achieve than an environmental than, than an environmental shift mm -hmm. yeah be willing to look at yourself and say all right <laughs> how am i viewing this what am i thinking of what's what's going on in my head that's impacting the way i'm seeing this situation or responding in this way and um what is something you wish people knew about your culture however you would define that you know I, as a as a canadian particularly a West Coast Canadian, um, you know, I think I'm still trying to learn about what my culture really is. You know, we have great ties, you know, to the, you know, to our colonial past in England. And, you know, however, you know, where our closest neighbors to the South are, you know, the, you know, the world's largest you know military and economic superpower and so sometimes i feel like you know culturally we're kind of straddling these these two worlds you know we're we're very apologetic hmm. um <coughs> i think I'm, I'm still trying to learn what you know what what my culture <laughs> <laughs> what is what does it truly mean you know to to be a canadian 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's what I struggle with. You know, mm. like I struggle with like. I just I, I don't feel that we have a rich where I come from. You know, like there culturally, it's just not as rich as mm. you know it is elsewhere in the world. Mm. So I'm I'm still working to find out you know, like really what that is because I I don't think we have many defining factors you know, that that make us who we are. You know, other than where you know we're the descendants of explorers. You know, we're we're very apologetic and. Uh, we love bland food. <laughs> that aside, I think, uh, yeah, for sure. It's especially as somebody who's seen so many, so many rich cultures and so many, so many different parts of this world. It's got to be hard to say like, oh, we don't have that. We don't have that. And I think it's it's interesting. I think it's something that I, I can't say all of North America because that encompasses Mexico. But I think for the United States and for, for Can- Canadians, I've, I've heard similarly from both that sometimes there is a struggle to where is the richness of my culture? Where is the depth of that? And as a young, as younger, maybe countries with sometimes not the best pass. um, Yeah, I think we can, I think we can feel that sometimes. So I need to continue to figure out what that actually is. It's, it's still so new. Yeah. (coughs) You know, you know, because we, we, you know, we've, we're not part of, you know, I mean, culturally in Canada, you know, we're not part of the crown. Yeah. We're, we're not part of England. Yeah. You know, we have some ties, but it's, it's just, it's still not yeah. us. Yeah. You know, and we haven't cut ties fully, you know, where we're like, you know, our American neighbors are. Um, yeah. We're, we, we're, we're constantly just, we're straddling worlds. Yeah. You know, in, in that country. Can be a challenge for sure. Uh, within that then maybe within that or maybe even within just what life was like for you in uh in a place in the place that you call home what's something you you love the most about that our ability to commune with nature Hmm. certainly i think that there's a rich tapestry of cultures you know where i come from as well you know there's incredible communities of you know, South Asian, um, Chinese, um, Filipino, Vietnamese, um, Central and South American. You know, I mean, having this beautiful cultural mosaic of people that have descended, you know, in, in you know, on the area, you know, that that I live, um, creates an you know an incredible opportunity, you know, to learn about other cultures to try foods you know from other parts of the world um, to be exposed to you know to artists and entertainment and literature from you know from people from other parts of the world and so I think what I love about where I live is that it's not homogenous hmm. um, and that that it is this beautiful I, again I use the term cultural mosaic you know it's this beautiful mosaic of of cultures that have come together um, you know nobody giving up you know what they have Mm -hmm. but you know we we create something new you know within the mosaic as opposed to an assimilation Hmm. yeah that's cool i I can that's a neat a neat way to see that a neat way for that to be yeah rather than a melting pot yeah you know where we stir everything together which Mm -hmm. you might find in the united states Mm -hmm. where i come from 
I, I wouldn't describe it as a melting pot, mm. but I would describe it as a cultural mosaic. I think that's something that, yeah, I think is, is a healthier way to, to do that in many ways, to appreciate and, and bring the good from each thing and to share and learn from each of those cultures. And, and like you said, like a mosaic, that's a, it's a really beautiful, I love that. It's neat. Um, anything within that culturally or life-wise as far as that goes that you'd be not so proud of from your heritage or culture? Sure. Our, our history of mm. <coughs> settler colonialism, mm. you know, and the impact that it's had on the first peoples. Mm. Yeah, very much. Would you say that you know what your purpose is in life? To do good. Mm. It's neat to see you fulfilling that. To, to be somebody who's putting good out in the world and giving space for others to see the good in themselves and to see the good in others and to understand places and people in the world that maybe they couldn't or unwilling to or um, just didn't understand. So, yeah, it's neat to see the good you are putting out into the world. So I can appreciate you fulfilling that purpose. Um, I don't know if you do, but do you have a favorite tattoo? And if so, why? I have no tattoos. Okay. So no favorites. <laughs> but I love... I love sleeves and I mm. love large, bold tattoos. I love seeing, um, you know, uh, nautical tattoos, sparrows, you know, sailboats, battleships. Mm. Um, and the bigger, the better. <laughs> All right. I can appreciate that. That's cool. Um, all right, I know maybe this is a more challenging question for you, but you've accomplished some, some really cool things, at least th to my knowledge. But what is something you've accomplished that you are really proud of? My film. Hmm. You know, I, I spent four years working on, you know, this film about the global impact of the travel and tourism industry on the environment, on wildlife, and on host communities. We shot you know, well over a thousand hours of footage that was mm. condensed into an hour and a half. Um, you know, quite possibly the most difficult thing that I've ever mm. accomplished. Mm. Um, and it's been incredible to see conversations about the film, you know, and about the messages in the film um, happening without me present. You know, mm. so it's, it, it's been wonderful to see the film and its message take on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, it's <coughs> you know, like I was able to put this piece out into the world, um, which now you know has been given life, and I've been able to take a step back and watch it, um, you know, kind of grow, you know, and it's it, it's still, you know, I mean, we're next week we're having the UK premiere of the film, you know, and so there's still lots of audiences that have not seen the film. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's given me a lot of satisfaction is just introducing these messages to new audiences and, and to watch conversations happen, you know, with, you know, re regarding the stories and the knowledge, you know, that's, that's been imparted in the film. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's, among many things, it's a thing to be very proud of. Again, like, yeah, like kind of like we talked about this, to know that work and something we pour everything into is carrying on without our presence in that conversation 
and it's it's getting to have that impact and, and grow absolutely yeah. uh, that's really cool well Tyson I so appreciate so much of just finally getting to to share a little bit more of who you are and, and let others get to hear just a, a bit of the incredible person that I've gotten to know and, and call a friend but um is there anything else you want others to know about who you are or what matters to you let's just tell people we love them more often hmm. I can appreciate that a lot love that well as our you're hearing maybe a little in the background and the rest of our crew is is waking up and getting ready to head to wherever the sea takes us today uh just want to thank you for your time and let me sit down and, and chat with you a bit so i really enjoyed this thanks Diana. thank you thank you for tuning in to this world my view your reviews are what keep this show going so if you have a moment i would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review anything from I really enjoyed this or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.